Welcome back, everybody, to the Howling at the Hoop podcast. I'm your host, Adam Berg, and this is your Everything Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Now, before we get the show started today, I would like to uh, take a moment and say thank you guys for all the support that I've had on these first three episodes. And um, it it really has mean a lot. Um, Make sure to turn your notifications on and rate the show if you can. That really helps me out a ton. And now let's let's get into this uh, basketball game. So, victory day. Wolves win 119 to 99. Also, if you follow me on Twitter, I almost called this right. Uh, before the game, I put Wolves 115 to 99. I got the 99 part right for the Warriors, but uh, Wolves scored four more points. So, uh, with this win, we move to the seventh seed in the Western Conference. We are 21 and 22, getting back to that 500 mark that Wolves fans know so well this year because we seem to we seem to get there and then we blow it. We see we just don't want it after we get to 500. Anyways, the Wolves or the Warriors fall to 31 and 12 on the season. Now, just some notes from this game. Uh, for one thing, Andrew Wiggins back at Target Center, revenge game. Always plays well against the Timberwolves. Is the is the say around the league, but not tonight. Andrew Wiggins had an off game, did not play very well, uh, only hit a couple of his free throws. He just couldn't really get anything going. Uh, the whole Warriors team really couldn't get anything going, to be honest. Um, Clay Thompson did show, show some flashes of being Clay Thompson, and it's nice to see. He did he did miss one easy bunny at the at the rim, and then I saw – on, right before the commercial break, he took the ball and he went back to to make that layup because he knew he knew he could obviously. But yeah, he had he had some of those fadeaway shots. Uh, his three pointers when uh, when he's got good arc on him, they're very clean. I'm not meaning to compare him to Malik Beasley, but it's kind of the same thing. Where is as if the if the if the shot's flat, it you you can tell when it's not going in, but when it's got the the beautiful arc, then. It's got a way better chance to go in. Um, the bench unit absolutely stepped up last night. Um, they heard all the talk <laughs> after the last game that they did not show up, and everybody outside the big three was horrible, which they were. The big three were the only guys that stepped up against the Grizzlies, and tonight they they heard the noise, and they, they showed out for the fans at Target Center, and that was really fun to see. Cat. Carl Anthony Towns with a great basketball game. And listen, he impacted this game in more ways than just scoring the ball. Uh, the calls were not going his way, especially early. Calls were not going his way. They were letting Looney be really physical with him. Kevon Looney is a big body, uh, big, big rebounder. And Carl Anthony Towns did not let Looney get in his head as he was pushing him around a little bit, gave him an elbow. And normally Carl Anthony Towns lets these things get to him and will get a technical foul or get some silly offensive fouls and then complain. But tonight he really kept his head. Even And his shots weren't falling. His threes, uh, excuse me, his three-pointers were not falling. He was just one for six from outside. And he impacted the game in other ways by getting and ones. He finished through a lot of contact and got a lot of offensive rebounds. It was good to see Cat have adversity, shine through that, and lead this team to victory because ultimately that's what he did. D'Angelo Russell with great passing in this basketball game, especially in the first quarter. Uh, him and Jared Vanderbilt on the pick and roll in the first quarter was unstoppable. They didn't know what to do. And D'Angelo Russell does a really good job 
of leading uh, leading the his teammate leading his teammate to the spot. He does a very good job at that. He passes a guy open is the words that I'm looking for. He can pass a guy open very effectively. And when he's doing that, it's fun to watch. He he understands that he needs to be the facilitator of this team and a true leader that can impact the game by not just scoring the ball at will. And he did not shoot the ball very well in this game. But again, he did impact winning. Malik Beasley was on fire there for a stretch. He hit five threes in a row. That's all of his points tonight. He hit five threes, five for 10 from the field, all threes. You know, that's this kind of a Malik Beasley game at this point. Uh, everybody's saying that he played very well, and I'm not saying that he played bad, but it was just like one stretch that he played well. He was very actively defensive, very active defensively in this one, which is good to see. He added a couple more stats to his line, but nothing too special. But he also was plus 27 in this game, which was big, which was big. Quiet night for Anthony Edwards. Um, he had a beautiful move splitting in between the defenders and a, and a nice slam that really got target center rocking. But other than that, he was pretty quiet, hit a couple threes, um, only took eight shots in this game. But uh, he he knew his role. He only he only needed to take eight shots. I expected a lot bigger game out of him. Honestly, I wanted him to have just one of those explosion games like last time against the Warriors when he had his career high forty eight. Because uh, I want him to get more recollect recollection for All Star voting because a lot of people's eyes are on this game. Obviously, when you're playing Golden State, and I wanted Andrew Wiggins to play play bad so uh, you could see which one of those two players were All Stars, but. On the off chance, uh, Ant, Ant didn't really do much, but Wiggins didn't either, so that kind of negates itself. Jalen Noel had a great game. Also, Nas Reed, Jaden McDaniels. There's just there's a, there's so many players to talk about in this game. Everybody impacted it. Uh, another thing to note is Torian Prince didn't get run until the second half. Uh, so you can see Finch adjusting the rotation still, figuring things out. Uh, no Okogi in this game until garbage time, the very end, like the last two or three minutes, he put him in there. But no Okogi when uh, when the game mattered, decided to go with Prince there. Patrick Beverly with a Patrick Beverly game, you know, he uh, he had ten points. He was just kind of a menace defensively, which is what we uh, what we expect from him. We expect a lot from him, and it's it's well deserved. He's a dog, and uh, he 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 took a great charge, and it was a it was. I think it was a pretty obvious charge and um, Steve Kerr challenged it because uh, they, they ruled it at first on the floor that it was a blocking foul with the body. And then the referee that had a better angle on it came overruled it, said it was a charge. And then Kerr was about to lose his mind and uh, challenge it. He did not win that challenge, which is understandable when you see the play. Now, one thing that I was very confused about, and so were the commentators on the game, is the score at halftime was 56 to 53. But then you look back 10 minutes later, we're coming out of the locker room. The score is actually 56 to 50. Now, with like a minute left in the second quarter, Clay Thompson hit a three to put the Warriors at 53. And they went back and reviewed it. And his foot was over the line, stepping out of bounds on, on the baseline there because it was a kind of a corner three. 
and they took the points back. So Minnesota was up six at halftime instead of up three, like we initially thought they were. Now I did not know that this was a thing and they were, uh, a lot of people were saying that this is the first time they've ever seen that happen either. So, I mean, we'll have to hear if there's anything else that comes out about that, but I, I did not know that was a, that was a thing. McKinley Wright got some run in this game. It obviously was garbage time, but it's good to see him getting on the floor and being around the team. Uh, great, great crowd at Target Center. Obviously, people come to watch the Golden State Warriors, but hopefully people are coming to watch this team too. I mean, it was loud. It was rocking. Uh, it, it felt like it was, it was a really good team win, and we came in expecting to win this game. Finch was saying that, you know, especially with Golden State being as depleted they are with injuries right now, that we came in expecting to win this game. Let's take care of business, get it done, and we did. And we did. And especially, it, it's great to not let this two-game little losing skid we have grow into anything more. Because that's what we've been doing the entire season is um, letting two games go into four, five, six. And then we come back and we get a win streak of our own. Let's not do that. Let's be more consistent. That's why this two-game skid that happened, whatever, we can we can scratch it, move on, put our, uh, put our next foot forward and, and grind out a win like this one. And we really pulled away in the fourth, and it was uh, it was just a great all-around game for this Wolves team. We didn't even have to play our starters besides, what, Carl Anthony Towns a little bit in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's, that's, that's great to see, and especially we're going to be all rested up for next game. And now we go back on the road. So I, it was a, it was a big-time all-around game tonight for the Timberwolves. The Warriors really miss Curry and Draymond, obviously, in this game. It's going to be very hard to re, uh, replace those two players. But especially Andrew Wiggins missed them because you can obviously see what happens when Andrew Wiggins has to be your the guy. And especially with Clay on a minutes restriction, this is a game where Wiggins is the guy. And uh, it's just it just doesn't happen. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> we tried that in Minnesota for years, and it, it doesn't work. He needs a very perfect situation for him to succeed. And playing with all the stars that he does play around, it is a perfect situation for him. And he should not be an all-star starter or – I mean, he could. You could argue the case that he's a fringe All Star, but this fan voting for the Warriors man is nuts, and uh, we got we got to take care of business there. So let's go final line here. Carl um, Anthony Towns plus seven. He was uh, the best starter in plus minus, honestly, with plus seven because our bench did so well. So he finished with twenty six points, eleven rebounds, two blocks, eleven for twenty from the field, only one for six from downtown, and I'm glad that he. Uh, it's not like his threes weren't open. He was taking his shots. They just weren't falling. And he spoke about that after the game. And it's it's great to see him push through and impact this game in other ways. D'Angelo Russell only had seven points. Not a good shooting night for him. But 12 assists, three rebounds, two steals. Now, he did have five turnovers. But there was a couple turnovers where it was just miscommunication with, um, uh, like, that behind-the-back pass to Carl Anthony Towns. Just miscommunication. It happens. Anthony Edwards, nine points. Two assists, one rebound, one block, one steal. Only three for eight from the field, two for four from threes. I mean, he was efficient, just didn't uh, wasn't wasn't used a lot tonight, and that's that's okay. It's okay. Patrick Beverly, ten points, four assists, four rebounds, one block, one steal. Very Pat Bev game, like I said. Vando, ten points, six rebounds, one block. Solid night for him. I mean, you can't complain. Jaden McDaniels. Now we get now we get into the bench. Jaden McDaniels plus twenty seven on the floor. Nine points, two blocks, two steals. He was aggressive in this game and finished with plus 27. You love to see it. Nas Reed, I think he only played like 15 minutes, and he ended up with nine points, nine rebounds, and a block. Four for five from the field, and he hit his only three-point attempt. 
just a great game from Nas Reed. And we've we've been missing out on some good Nas Reed games lately. He's been he's been a little slow as of late. But uh, great game from Nas, and it's 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 good to see good to see happening. Malik Beasley, sixteen points, three assists, two rebounds, five for ten from the field, five for nine from three, plus twenty seven on the floor, tied for the team league lead. Him and Jaden there for plus twenty seven on the floor. Jalen Noel plus twenty one on the floor. Noel, great basketball game, seventeen points, four assists, two rebounds, six for nine from the field, three for five from three point land. It does not look like his ankle is bothering him. And that is a very good sign. Love to see Noel playing well. Hey, well, well, hey, that happens. <laughs> Anyways, okay, now for the for the Warriors, just a few notes here. That's enough of my Timberwolves line. Golden State, Andrew Wiggins, minus nine on the floor, 12 points, two assists, four rebounds, four for 11 from the field. Just didn't, uh, didn't look like he had a lot of dog in him tonight and a lot of will to get things done when he was supposed to be their guy. Klay Thompson. 13 points in 23 minutes. Like I said, it's going to take, well, it's going to take him a lot of time to get back into the swing of things fully and play 32, 35 minutes a game. And just to get your NBA legs back under you after being off for like three years, they said it was like 940 days or something like that last night. It's just, it's just nuts. And the fact that he even is where he is now is great. Great to see when, when Clay's playing NBA basketball is better. Then Jonathan Kaminga, he had 19 points. He looked okay. he looked pretty good. Uh, Jordan Poole, 20 points. Can't complain about that. But all these players were pretty bad in the plus-minus besides Clay was plus one. I think he was their only player with a plus in that category. Well, that's going to wrap up this game. Great job, Minnesota. Love to see it. Let's look ahead at the Knicks on Tuesday night. We go back to New York. Or we go back on the road, excuse me, to New York, play at the Garden. Knicks beat us last time at home, but that was when we were a very depleted, very injured, COVID, whatever whatever you want to call it. A whole bunch of things were going on in Minnesota at that time. We didn't have our big three. That was the that was part of the Greg Oden stint. That was when we came off of the big Celtics win. We were feeling good, and then we just didn't show up against the Knicks. And I'm pretty sure we both teams just shot horribly is is a part of the reason why we didn't get that done but now we're back to full strength we're healthy and i think we can get this done so expect a podcast on wednesday then as we got game day tuesday then we also have game day wednesday in atlanta and i will preview the atlanta game a little more when we get there but then you'll also have a podcast thursday this week so two podcasts wednesday thursday and then the timberwolves do not play again until sunday so i guess we can expect the next one on that Monday. To wrap up the show, let's talk about all-star voting. We are going to get our guys in this all-star game. If you're listening to this right now, drop what you're doing, unless you're at work or doing something important, I suppose. (laughs) But all-star voting, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, they should be in this game. It's time for Wolves fans to take over this because I know that it itches at you seeing a guy like Andrew Wiggins and the Warriors fans making him an all-star starter when we got guys that deserve to be in there over. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's a great show today. Great win for the Timberwolves. And we will see you guys in the next episode. See you guys.